Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. David getting his voice back. Yeah. He'll be sort of in and out today. Slowly but surely, yes. There you go. Man, I'll tell you, social media was buzzing yesterday over the computerized voice of Mr. David Van Camp yesterday. May have to go back to it today. We'll just see. People seem to like it. Um, Let's start here. We know the mask mandate for travel. It's off. All these airlines are saying, good, done. The judge ruled. The CDC overstepped. Didn't go by the rules with these mask mandates. So you heard the applause on all these planes, right? Okay. People are pretty excited about that. Hold on a second, but wait. Were they that excited? Are you sure? Because NBC said they thought it was split as far as people that were for and against it. We'll get to that. Let's hear some of the networks with a case of the SADs about the mask mandate being gone. Good evening, everyone. With the country on track to soon reach one million COVID deaths in the next few weeks, this, a face mask, has remained the flashpoint of our anxieties and frustrations, and now tonight, objects of mixed messages. By the way, do we really know it's a million? Remember when you went back to all these deaths were counted as COVID, Mm -hmm. and then they weren't quite sure if they had something else? That they died from, but actually then had COVID with it, with COVID or died of COVID? A million sounds good, though, doesn't it? Okay, we'll just mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. But tonight, many health experts point out that legal decision may not square with science. What? Wait a second. What are we talking about? Most people wear the cloth masks, right? Not the N95s. Mm-hmm. From all the studies we've seen, if it's the N95, it can help. Mm-hmm. Okay. With a cloth mask, not much. I mean, there were the, quote, experts on CNN talking about that. This is something we know, but I don't quite understand what he's talking about there. May also put small children and those with compromised immune systems at risk. Here we go. Small children? Here we go. Small children are already at a very, very low risk. Tiny. And immunocompromised, we've known that forever. And how many small children are flying on, on airplanes enough? to make a difference with COVID anyway. I'm sorry. We're going to strike fear into young mothers across the nation. Oh, sure. With yeah. our coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a little more. Struck down by a Trump-appointed federal judge who ruled the CDC had exceeded its authority in requiring masks on public transportation. Trump-appointed judge is That's important. Right. That's got to be used in almost every piece of coverage that you'll hear. And then one of my favorites. Travelers today seemed evenly split on whether they would keep masking up. That's maddening. That's not true. Okay. That's simply not true. These guys were going through airports desperate to find the freak show wearing his N95 still. They were desperate to find him. See, this is part of the whole trick of national media. They just lie. These liars. They're such liars. Well, evenly split. No, it's not. I suppose if you're taking into account people that you might suspect that didn't like the mandate being lifted, that would be people with masks still on. 
Yeah. If you're told, make sure to interview all those people. Then I suppose you could get on there and say... Travelers today seemed evenly split. They seem, seem evenly split. Yeah, well, they're not. From the ones we talked to. Right. For more than a year, flight attendants have been on the receiving end of disruptive, even oh. abusive behavior. Playing victim. Another check mark there for... It's late where the guy... Oh, they've already appealed it. But that's just NBC, if you think I'm just picking on them. Well, Gail King, CBS, oh my goodness. Is this a good idea to lift the mask yes, at this time? I, I, I am concerned that we just don't have quite enough information yet. And Oh my gosh. Well, this is no variant, yeah. Scott. Mm -hmm. Another cautious approach right. here. And what about people that have, you know, highly compromised immune systems? What does this mean for them? We are now in a phase of the pandemic where we have put the onus uh, entirely on those who are immunocompromised to protect themselves. Yes. Yeah. And again, all sympathy. If you're that there's no normalcy, we can't get back to it. We've already learned what the pandemic has done to us with lockdowns, what it's done to kids, keeping them out of school. The amount of deaths from drug overdose, from booze, from just loneliness, the suicide rate. Well, forget all that, I guess. Uh, that means that we need to make sure that they have access to high-quality masks, the best masks possible. So that would mean either an N95 or a KN95. All right, David, being the former news guy, am I missing something? Do people not have access to those? No, they're everywhere. You can buy them at gas stations right now. What are we talking about? It's absolute nonsense. It is like this power that they've had for so long, and they just don't want to let go. They're living in N95 desert. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing. I've seen homeless people wearing N95 masks, okay? Yeah. You well, can get some, one. For some young people, honestly, it's a fashion accessory. Seen it. Well, sure. Goodness gracious. Meanwhile, the one story that legacy media has not paid attention to just every once in a while is the crisis at the border. And we know that it's going to get worse. And now you have some Democrats actually out there saying, hey, we got to do something about the border. Usually those Democrats are up for reelection and really don't want to be sideways with the voters. But I uh, just saw this. 26 Republican governors have launched the border strike force to address the border crisis. Announcement came yesterday by Arizona Governor Doug Ducey and Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Okay. At least they're getting the message out there that this is insane. We can't allow thousands of people every day to flood through. Plus, we had 23 people on the terror watch list just from the last year or so, last couple of years, mm -hmm. come through. That's that we know about. For the thousands and thousands, what, hundreds of thousands of people that we don't even know who they are, how many were on a terror watch list? We don't know where they're at. Don't know anything about them. But what do you hear all the time? Well, it's not that. It's just people coming here, families, desperate for a better life. We'll see how this goes with the Republican governors and this border strike force to call attention to this. Something has to be done before this actually happens next month.
Because once they lift Title 42, that's the prediction. 18,000 average a day. Okay. Update on a story we uh, talked about yesterday. Some diversity experts accused a black man of wearing blackface (laughs) at an elementary school fundraiser in Scottsdale, Arizona. And now he's talking about it. This is DJ Coco Kim Hunter. He was at the DJ, or he was the DJ at this disco-themed event. Okay, so he had some 70s garb going on, different costumes. Mm -hmm. Two people who work on equity in the school district claimed the school's PTA was supporting racism because he was in blackface. Well, here's the thing. Again, he's a black man. He wasn't. Then one of the diversity experts tried this excuse well, the DJ, uh, I mean, okay, he's black, but he darkened his skin even more. All right. Throw some blackface on there. And that's also racist, you know, mm-hmm. if you can say that. Right. So then DJ Coco Kim Hunter was on Fox News last night, and here's his reaction. I'm like, there's no way. This has to be a joke. There's no way that he said, no, I'm serious. And then he told me about the second part about when they said, well, uh, a black person being in blackface is problematic as well, and at that point, I'm just I'm taken aback and I'm 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 shocked at this point. When, in my opinion, in opinion is quite obvious that I'm not in blackface. I'm in my disco gear, you know. I'm 56 years old, so I know that era right there. So I'm like, let's do it, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Listen, I even took my roller skates, my personalized roller skates. I was so ready, my bell bottoms, all that stuff. Yeah, the outfit's fantastic. By it the is way. great. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Played music all night long. Uh, two, three, four hundred people on the dance floor, and I'm trying to get them off, and all. they won't leave. It was that kind of energy in there. Now. Just by the way, before we finish that clip, a few of us have DJed different events, whether it be a wedding, maybe a club night sort of thing. I mean, way in the past. And DJs do have that sort of braggartly way of saying, I had him in the palm of my hand. I had that dance floor packed. You heard a little of that right there. I understand the pride. Oh, yeah. Those great thoughts have been overshadowed. That great energy has been overshadowed. The purity of what happened that night has been overshadowed by this controversy. <laughs> the fight against blackface continues, even against black people who aren't using it. I think it's kind of amazing, though, that you've got two white liberals who yeah. are calling out a black guy because he was the wrong shade of black or something like that. And these people yeah. are supposedly experts on diversity and anti-racist training, but they were too afraid to approach the black man <laughs> and have a conversation with him. <laughs> these people who are always talking about equality and diversity and all that nonsense, yes. they are always the most racist people out there. It really does yeah. seem to be that way. This dude just <laughs> wants to roll with Sheik and Donna Summer and his <laughs> roller skates. And, you know. The 70s night right, got exactly. it going on. What are you talking yeah. about? The blackface. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, student loan crisis. <laughs> College students are weighing in. You won't believe what some are saying about having to pay back student loans straight ahead.
Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this issue of student loan debt in America. People on the left have been saying we've got to cancel this student loan debt. Got to have student loan forgiveness. Chuck Schumer was just out there not long ago saying Joe Biden's not doing enough. That was a campaign promise, you know. So there's been more talk of that. And then maybe you saw that Biden is saying, hey, we're going to extend the payment pause here. All right. We're going to do everything we can to start canceling this. And it's not all he says it is. Excuse me. But I thought it was interesting because Fox News goes out and talks to some students about this issue. Mm -hmm. And so just to kind of, you know, put your finger on the pulse of what are people thinking? So the first person they talked to is a New York University graduate student, Grace Knight who said asking young Americans to hold this type of financial debt for 25 years is absolutely outlandish. It inhibits us from starting a family and buying homes. Well, no, it doesn't. She goes on, then when our kids are able to go off to school, we're not able to help them pay for those institutions because we're still paying off our own debt. Well, maybe that's a lesson for your kids. Correct. Don't pursue degrees that won't pay off. Correct. Yeah, it's one thing if you have a financial plan saying, oh, my gosh, it's going to cost me $150,000 to get through school, but I'm going to start at this salary, fill in the blank, and within four or five years, it's going to pay off for me. A lot of people don't even think about it at all. It's just, well, you need that education. Well, don't even think about the debt. You bought something. Yes. And when you buy something on credit, you must pay it back. I can't repossess your education. An undergraduate at Barry University, Amanda Gonzalez-Garcia, said, how can I really start a life post-graduation? Not my problem. And, well, you know, Biden campaigned on this, so some people are expecting this to happen at some point in time. Teo Gomez, a Barry University graduate student, said, forgiving student loan debt isn't going to help the actual problem. It's actually the high cost of college. Oh, someone with a little different opinion there. I think that was David's opinion. Absolutely. it's true. I mean, if you're saying that this is an unfair amount of debt that you're taking on or a cost that you're taking on, then it sounds like you've been defrauded and you should take the university to court. Yeah, well, that that kid later in the piece went on to say, hey, we're making these 18-year-olds make these lifelong decisions on a lot of money. Okay, who he, by the way, obtained grants and scholarships to avoid student loans. That's part of what he did. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he knew ahead of time, said this is an investment you're doing for yourself, not for anyone else. Um, Man, his parents came to the United States from Columbia so he could have a better future. He said, I'm not going to let him down. This has been a big motivating factor. He was working himself sort of through college. But you talk to these other kids, an undergraduate student, University of Utah, saying the student loan debt is not a sustainable policy solution, would not solve the root cause of this problem. Here we go with root causes again. Well, and honestly, if you want to talk about the root causes, David, you've talked about it many times. Yeah. It's the cost. Yeah. Well, No it, one's forcing anyone to go. No, universities are scamming 18-year-olds, and predatory lenders are taking advantage of that scam. So I agree. I mean, if you want to try to forgive student loan debt, that's fine. But it needs to come out of the endowments of these universities who are scamming people who are barely adults. 
Well, and then are you figuring since you paid for your own way through education that if these other people are going to get paid back, shouldn't you get something? Well, yeah, if there's a class action lawsuit, where's the DOJ on that? <laughs> right. University yeah. of North Texas owes me a chunk of change. Hey, man, I got a buddy of mine in Texas um, that basically, and you can say, well, this wasn't smart on his end. That's fine. But as far as his own retirement, freaking gone because he wanted to put his kids through college. Oof. Didn't want him saddled with the debt. Mm-hmm. How is How does that guy feel if all the student loan debt is forgiven? Does he get any money back for his retirement then? And again, he's not asking for sympathy. I'm just saying for those that went about it the right way, what does that mean? Again, I love it when I'm told how irresponsible it is for us to suggest that college is a scam. It is a scam. <laughs> not in for lot, everybody. In a lot of cases. In a lot of cases. Well, yes. yeah, when you've got three people on the diversity committee yeah. making you know, oh, $250,000 a piece. Yeah. Yeah, look look well, at the top payroll. heavy with stuff. Yes. Look at the payroll of the university and the unnecessary jobs that they have oh. at the university. It's a freaking joke. You couldn't run a business that way. No, no way. You couldn't. No way. Okay, David, you had the story about the TV station in Taiwan. What happened here? Yeah, well, a Taiwanese television station was running running a bunch of news tickers saying that China was attacking them. Oh my god. Saying the train station was set on fire. Uh Chinese or Taiwanese ships and port facilities had been bombed. They said it was an honest mistake. They ran those on accident. But they have those, you know, just waiting in the hopper in case. In case it does happen. In case it does happen, because it could. Okay, I understand there are a lot of news organizations that, you know, say you have a famous celebrity that's close to death. As soon as they get the word, they want to run with it, and they have all of the footage of said celebrity. So you're... You know, getting yourself prepared if China attacks, but then it's let out? Yeah. How much panic are we talking about here? Well, they... Driving 100 miles an hour to get to their loved ones? Yeah, I mean, it's like the false alarms in Guam and Hawaii about North Korea sending a nuke their way. It's crazy, man. All right, I know we got a lot to get to. Um, (laughs) How Big Tech tried to kill the Hunter Biden story. They did. Wow. And Joe Biden say, saying you shouldn't make money in Congress. <laughs> Next. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp getting his voice back. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Now I'm losing my. Oh, man. That'd be right. Yeah, then I'm the only one left. It's all yours. You don't want that. You shouldn't make money in Congress, okay? I guess Nancy Pelosi didn't get that memo. A lot of Congress people didn't get that memo. Joe Biden said this? Yeah, at an event yesterday. Well, that's pretty rich. Considering everything we know about his son. Hmm. Okay. So you shouldn't make money in Congress. 
make sense of this. I was listed. I was had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make money while you're in office. But anyway, the point of it is this. What? An awful lot of people are hurting. It makes a big difference. Guy, man, lunch pale Joe, just one of the regular folks, right? That's been sort of the image for years. What a scam artist! Man, he didn't make the money; he was laundering it through his ne'er-do-well brother and his crack-smoking son. Yeah, his son, who was busy playing Johnny Appleseed at every strip club in D.C. That's right. You always go back to that interview that Hunter actually did with ABC, talking about Barisma. You know, we're not even getting into the money that he got from China. It was just, what, the few millions he got from Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Mm -hmm. When it's like, what were you doing on the board? You had no skills. You didn't know anything about it. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though. Uh, no. But I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else who was on the board, <laughs> if not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons mm. why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course, president. yeah. No, I, I, what role do you think that played? I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. Yeah, not, not just that that was a contributing factor. No. It's impossible. Okay. Now switching gears to modern-day Hunter Biden, the laptop story. You had the failing New York Times and then the Washington Post say, oh, hey, wow, this is checking out. It's real. My goodness. Imagine that. But, you know, the story was squashed before the election. And I happened to see this at Newsbusters. They kind of went through how big tech killed this story. And we already know it, but then just to see it in print with different dates, it's kind of fascinating. Because Twitter and Facebook both worked in lockstep, as the story says, to restrict the flow of the Hunter Biden laptop story just before the election. Um, Facebook's suppression broke the platform's own fact-checking policy, which we knew, but still, it's worth stating again. And then Twitter's attempt to cancel the story so outrageously violated content moderation norms, it drew criticism from, you know, fact checkers all across the world. Even CEO Jack Dorsey, Twitter CEO at the time, criticized his platform, but that wasn't until after the fact. It's crazy when you go back to all these different dates, like October 14th, 11, 10 a.m., Facebook communications executive Andy Stone, a former career Democrat, Notes the company is reducing distribution of the Hunter Biden story. One o'clock, so like less than two hours later, Stone qualifies the censorship, stating this is part of our standard process to reduce the spread of misinformation, which is not true. Okay. Well, it also wasn't misinformation. It was not. 3.22 that afternoon. So then a couple hours later, Twitter freezes the New York Post primary account claiming the Hunter Biden story violates the platform's rules against, quote, distribution of hacked material. It wasn't hacked. (laughs) Distribution. A couple hours later, now at 6.43 p.m., Twitter locks the personal account of White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, apparently for sharing the Hunter Biden story. (laughs) 
It goes from there. It's going to take way too long to go through all these states. But yeah, I was just going to say, holy I, cow. I think you get the idea. Um, well, the, ne- the next day, October 15th, Facebook fact-checking partner, factcheck.org, claims the Hunter Biden story is false and widely debunked. It wasn't. <laughs> it really gets into it with PolitiFact. Running several favorable Hunter Biden-related fact-checks in the run-up of the election. And then when you had a Snopes fact check repeats the 51 intelligence officials claims that the Hunter Biden laptop story is, quote, Russian disinformation, which it wasn't. And with everything that's coming out of the Durham investigation, we all know the whole Russia collusion thing was not only made up. The intelligence agencies knew this in 2017. They knew it. You just hope everyone is held accountable for this. But that's just it. Yes. You wonder if it ever happens. I was going to say, spoiler alert, no. Do you remember that, when everyone used to make fun of the deep state thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember I used to think, come on. Like, really? Yeah. And all of a sudden, over time, you're like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. There is a deep state. <laughs> yeah. It protects each other. It's so hard to break through into that. And then even when you get some facts that come out, legacy media won't report on it. So you're looking at mm, 60, 70% of the American people never even know it happened. Yeah. Well, that's why and then think... if you try to tell them, they think you're a kook. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I think if Republicans take over Congress in the fall and then win the presidency in 2024, item one is clean house. You got to. Because you know that there are going to be a bunch of conspiracy theories floated about you. You know that going in. You also know that everybody who voted for you knows that it'll be fake news. They're Mm -hmm. not going to pay attention to the drama because they know it's going to be made up. Yes. Well, we've lost trust in everything. Rightfully so. Well, there's like a sadness to it, but at the same time, you want to know the truth. That's part of it. Yeah. Always seeking truth. Just whatever it is. You just want to know what's real and what's true. When you stack up these last two years, it's an avalanche of lies. Oh, my god! It's just lie after lie from Fauci, from Biden, you know, I mean, all of it. But going back, Obama, I mean, the FBI, the CIA, and I know you could go back all the way, well, really, think about Watergate, think about before Watergate, think about Vietnam, all of that stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think Glenn Greenwald had a really good point. He was talking with Tucker last night, said it used to be you had uh, politicians in a lot of ways pointing at the intelligence agencies trying to bring, you know, truth to power, speak truth to power and bring people down. But now it's all targeted against conservatives. You have a deep state, big tech, legacy media all wants to run things, and the only thing standing in the way is a conservative voice. It's hard to argue that. I know it sounds tinfoil hatty mm-hmm. um, to somebody on the left that may sound whiny, but if you just look at that based on facts, it's hard to argue that. Think about what we have going on right now. We talked about this story yesterday. Libs of TikTok. The person that runs that account wanted to be anonymous. The hack reporter from the Washington Post doxed that person, okay? 
What is the biggest problem with the Libs of TikTok account? All that account does is take videos from liberals that put their stuff out on TikTok. And this person sort of aggregates it and puts it out on a different platform, saying, okay, here, here are these liberals speaking in their own voice. What do the left-leaning outlets say? It's hateful. Yeah. How, David, how is that hateful? How do they even explain that that would be hateful? It's not hateful. But they try to say that it is. Yeah. Is there any argument for uh, showing people what they really do believe? Um, I guess it would be. I, I've heard the argument taking things out of context. But it's not. Well, and the contention that you only choose the freakiest of freaks. Okay. Yeah. Right. It doesn't speak for then, everybody on that why, side of the aisle. Then why would somebody on the left try to defend the freakiest of freaks? Right. I agree. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm just trying to come up with different ways as of which I've heard that they dislike it, that it makes them all look like as foolish as those people are, and they're not all like that. You're broad brushing it. Well, they say, oh, libs of TikTok was doxing people. Nope. Right. They were not. They, they were, again, because they these did people it themselves. Were, right. They were posting it themselves on social yeah. media on a platform meant to be consumed by a wide audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what is the big deal and why has this all come to a head? I'll tell you my personal opinion. It's <laughs> it's not like, you know, I was doing some deep thinking. I just think this makes sense. What have we seen a lot of as far as the libs of TikTok showing preschool teachers? Yeah. Elementary school teachers yes. talking about what they teach their kids. That's right. You have the left out there. You got, you know, politicians. You have media outlets all trying to say this is ridiculous. First of all, we're not even teaching trans stuff in schools. And then it's, well, uh, this is hateful, these bills. They're attacking uh, LGBTQ families. Uh, no, they're just saying kooks like this that are shown on libs of TikTok, we don't want teaching our kids. Well, they take it a step further. People will die. Oh, they'll commit suicide right. if you keep showing these videos. Right. Or if you have this bill, it's insane. So as another example, I heard you playing this this morning because you hadn't heard it, Scott. No. This was out a little while ago. There is a sexy summer camp. That's what it's called. In Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Where one of the women that run it teaches about mm, self-pleasure. Well, that, that sort of tubing. thing. Yes. So, again, when it was on Libs of TikTok, it's just this person talking about what they believe in. And they're going to teach these to the kids when they get there. And this is what people saw. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. <laughs> Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. All ages. As what? soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions, and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose. Touch your nose. Show Aunt T. You can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just as a quick review. So they do this from birth. Okay. Um, and they start asking questions. What questions are you talking about? I don't remember a three- or four-year-old boy ever saying, Hey, I like to tug on it. Can you answer me why? Well, what are you talking about? This is nonsense. And then when she gets to this part. But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body 
consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. Okay. Do, do we have some sort of wave across the country, across the world, with three- and four-year-olds masturbating in public? Did I miss something mm-hmm. here? Is that what we're talking about? I don't think so. Well, we have to teach this. Mm-hmm. We have an onslaught of this. Of course well, not. And then, I mean, honestly, people at CNN ought to be completely outraged at the idea that doing that in public is not consensual. They've given Absolutely. their stamp of approval on <laughs> public that. Right. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, hey, all hey. of us. So, again, that is a counselor at the sexy summer camp in Kentucky. No one edited that. That's just this person talking about their camp. And it's shown to people across the country. How is that hateful? It's getting her message out there. The person that shared it, it's not their fault that, well, most sane people think that's a freaking kook. I wouldn't let that person within three blocks of my kid. That's the problem. Is that libs of TikTok, I'm stating the obvious, is showing the world exactly who these people are. I mean, like the the person we had, the purple hair, what, preschool teacher talking about how kindergartner through third graders are ready for trans education or yes. some nonsense. And like that. it is child development appropriate and age appropriate. It's literally created as just another means to other queer people. Basically say that us existing is not normal. No, just stay away from the kids. It's not appropriate for their age. I mean, that's it. My gosh, man. So that's what I think it's mostly about. Anyway. Okay. Boy, Netflix. You see the Netflix numbers? They're losing. Man. Subscribers like crazy. So would a cheaper ad-supported version be better for people? And Johnny Depp saying he never hit a woman. Do you believe him? All that coming up right now. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp getting his voice back. Scott Robbins getting grouchier by the moment. That's right. <laughs> Netflix prices are going up. Okay, a lot of people have said, forget it, I'm done. They've lost 200,000 subscribers. And now some people are hitting the panic. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. what are they going to do? Well, I've thought about it. The only reason I have it right now is because they have all the Seinfelds. They never show that rerun. Well, you can, but you got to know when it's on, and right. you got to catch it at the right time, and all that. I watch it before I go to bed, and you know that's just sort of routine with me. But they've got all the, all the episodes, and that's the only reason I have it right now. It is. I got nothing else to watch. There, there's some decent content on there, and some really good content on there, but it is hands down the worst streaming service. I, I don't disagree with you there. Of the quality of content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I hate getting involved in those, miniseries things. Yeah. It's like, damn, I can't. I don't want to do that. Get committed to something for six, seven, eight episodes or whatever. I don't want that. Right. You can knock that out with Seinfeld in a week. I can watch a... Forget Cobra Kai. I refuse because Markley likes it. 20, I won't watch it. 22-minute segment of Seinfeld and go to sleep. That's yeah. it. 
They've resisted the idea of an ad-supported version to make it cheaper, but they're starting to think about it. I don't think that's going to work. We'll see where that goes. A lot of competition out well, there. Well, didn't Jim Cramer say it was the great stock? Didn't he say that? Yeah, a few months ago. Buy, yeah. buy Netflix. Buy Netflix. Yeah. Right. Oops. Yeah, it just crashed. Yeah. Johnny Depp, this trial is going on. Fox News is carrying a lot of this, too. Um, he says he never hit a woman. Um, and now there's more sort of investigation into this whole case. And I don't remember all the details before, but thinking, okay, it probably happened. I'm not so sure, man. He might be telling the truth. She could be a total nut. We don't know. Why would he take her, sue her, if he was lying? That right. part doesn't make sense. There's way more that's going to come out of this thing. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I've seen this in a couple of different places, David, as you're getting your voice back. There are people that aren't really happy about taking off masks. Well, so a federal judge has stopped the travel mask mandate, uh, and a lot of videos show people very happy to finally take the mask off. You got people cheering in the aisles, cheering at the gate. But White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about how popular ditching the mask mandate seemed to be, and she says, no, 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 come on. What? You saw a lot of Americans, you know, immediately pulling off their masks on airplanes, very happy about the change. Uh, is the administration concerned that the, the public is, is moving on, you know, without the CDC and uh, that the country is in a different place where the administration is in? Well, I would know. Well, I've seen those videos. Anecdotes are not data, right? Um, and certainly that does tell a part of the story. Um, but we don't make these decisions based on politics or based on the political whims on a plane or even in a poll. But I would note in polls um, they, in, in data, lengthier data, there are still a lot of people in this country who still want to have masks in place. Either they have immunocompromised relatives, they have kids under five, whatever it may be. Uh, so in the, even on the pure politics, I don't think there's a, a concrete story at this point. Well, then wear them. <laughs> I don't care. No one cares. We're just saying you can't force people to do it anymore. If you want to freaking wear them, wear them all the time. Shower in them. Drive in them. Wherever you go, whatever it is you do, for God's sakes, wear them. But I don't want to. And a judge said I don't have to. I'm sorry, man. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> it's as if we're just ripping the mask off people. No, you can't wear one. If you want to freaking wear it, wear it. I am so tired of this. Gosh, dang. This is simple. It's simple. I've seen this bubbling up over the last God, hour. God, it's so frustrating. It's just, if you want to wear it, wear it. No one's stopping you. Scott. 
Why, why do you want to kill people? I don't, man. There are people. I can feel it. My messages are coming in. Tell Scott to breathe deep. He's going to have another grabber. It's just so. It's when okay. I hear it's stuff right. like this, it's as if the judge said, you will not be allowed to wear a mask ever again. That's not what the ruling. The ruling says you can't force me to do it. Right. If you want to, if you feel safe, if you're immune compromised, or if you feel you're at some sort of risk, don't do it. Wear the mask. The groceries, they'll bring them to your car. You don't have to go anywhere. You can stay in your room or your house or whatever indefinitely till the end of time. But we're never going to get to zero COVID. Never. Well, unless we're like China. <laughs> Yeah, you want to lock people up like that? Scott, why are you being anti-science? <laughs> God, it's just so frustrating. I just like I, can't, I mean, I just, it just became so much of their identity and ingrained in their DNA that they can't get over it now. They can't. It's a drug thing now. You're well, addicted to the mask. Well, there's a couple things here. Okay. Seriously, I, I'm sweating right now. I'm laughing so hard. It's okay, dude. Just don't get too frustrated with this stuff. I just there are. This is the sad part. I've heard tales of a lot of different kids that have been masked up for a couple of years, and it is weird now because you think about a kid, say for the sake of argument, eight years old. Okay, <laughs> a fourth of their life they've had a mask on. Yes, it's foreign to take it off when you're going to different places. They're freaked out. I've heard these different stories, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Plus the fact you've been told you'll kill your grandparents. Well, yes, there's that part. That's of it a whole too. other thing. Yes. Yes. And then everything else with the vaccines, it will stop you from getting it or spreading it. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. But it'll keep you out of the hospital. It'll keep you from dying. But you still have to mask up. So much of it doesn't make sense, especially because they never did say, hey, when we're talking masks, everybody has to have the N95. It's those masks that actually do something. Most people wear the cloth ones. The, all of us. Yeah, everybody. It does. It just does very little. Now, Dr. Lena Wynn, wasn't she on CNN? Maybe I misremember. Seriously, I mean that. This quote from last October where I thought th it did little good. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either. Okay. Now, wasn't that same person? On talking about it's not good that the judge did what she did by saying, yeah, we need to lift the mandate. Did I get that right? Just because this ruling was made by a judge doesn't mean that suddenly the science has changed. We, we know that masks remain very protective. <laughs> Help me with that, David, from a news background. I can't. No. And it's never called out. So in October, it's, it hasn't been good for anything. It never has. But now it's part of it. And the science didn't change. What, you changed? Who changed? Right. It's been the same forever. It's just people don't want to give up power. No. Is what it comes down to. Okay. You all right, man? You okay? That, it just, it's just on top. And I'm watching this last night. I know. And I'm watching every single network. At an airport somewhere in a, an attempt to find anyone who will say, I'm not really in favor of it. I think it's I too soon. They did that again today on and the Today they, Show. And, of course, they find them because they're there. Well, yeah, there's going to be some people. 
You know, and especially if you find someone that is immunocompromised, they're going to be wearing a mask. And they and should. If they're interviewed. But what what is legacy media really trying to do there? Put the fear of God into people still. To keep perpetuate this thing for as yes. long as they can. Yes. yes. Oh, by the way, speaking of COVID, did you hear what Poland did? They pulled out of its contractual commitments to buy the Pfizer vaccine. Why? Oversupply and financial strains. They got a lot of refugees there. Hmm. It's weird. It's a country saying, hey, we're running out of money. <laughs> we can't do this anymore. So um, they had their health minister saying that, yeah, we informed the European Commission um, and vaccine suppliers late last week. It was invoking a clause in the procurement contract that would refuse both to pay for or take delivery of further doses. Like, we have enough. Um, and at least according to this story, that has put the Polish government in a legal conflict with Pfizer. Uh, because they're like, no, uh, we're not going to be flexible as far as you, like, having enough vaccine and want to maybe spread it out over several years. We're We're delivering it, and we want paid. But it's all about helping people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about making money. No, no, no. Pharmaceutical companies always have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Pfizer sponsors all those little league teams. <laughs> about community involvement. The Pfizer pirates take on the Moderna marauders. Yeah, we've seen this, haven't we? The only reason they want to make money at all is to put it back into research. That's to help all. Humankind. It's not for shareholders. No. Are you kidding me? Come on. No. Not at all. Okay, other news out there. Uh, oh, the Kentucky uh, Derby is coming up. You've always been a big fan of that, yeah, Mr. Robbins. A little bet here I and there. I haven't for a while because there's no place to bet anymore. Well, I mean, that like, used to online. Go to OT, yeah, I don't like that. You don't online. like that? No. Kind of an old schooler that way. Yeah. Okay. I used to, my, my granddaughters, I used to. We used to each pick two, and then I'd go bet. And yeah, take yeah. them where you'd place your bets, and then you'd let them get them right. into the they habit of gambling. Two. Right. By the way, I think you're down 40 as and far as Kentucky on the show. Derby bets? Oh, no, here. Yeah. Bang off. Anyway, the Derby is now serving $1,000 ruby-encrusted mint juleps. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll, they'll sell them. Okay. <laughs> but they're only selling 148 of them. Limited edition. There'll be about 20 that'll be even more exclusive. They'll be made from gold. Those will cost $2,500. So is that something as a collector that you would be interested in? No. Trying to lighten this up any way I can. I don't know. Do you get a collector's cup with it, a mug or something? I don't know. I'm not into any of the collecting stuff. No, either. To be honest. We've uh, continued to follow the trial that's on Court TV, and Fox News is showing it quite a bit. Fascinating. You're getting sucked into it, aren't you? Well, I mean, it's fascinating because, I mean, very rarely, I mean, I'm you don't get to go inside of a courtroom very often, particularly with a high-profile case like this. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Again, we mentioned this. He's just, suing her. Yes. Yeah. Saying he's never hit a woman in his life. Well, she accused him of some awful things. and Yes. He said he filed the suit because it was his responsibility to fight the, quote, heinous and disturbing allegations against him. Not only for himself, but for his kids. And, you know, you hear that sort of thing. We're so desensitized to it, you kind of roll your eyes. But you ask yourself the question, 
And I don't know where most people stand on this. It's just another celebrity story. If you ask, hey, do you think Johnny Depp has some sort of issue with substance abuse? I think most people would probably say, well, yeah. Well, did he hit that woman? I don't know what the polling would be. My guess would be a lot of people would be like, yeah, seems like it happened. Would you agree with that? Yeah. That's That was sort of yeah, the takeaway. Probably. And I can't remember all the details of this from years ago now. Well, I mean, that's but why now got... it's been brought back into the spotlight. Well, that whole thing is why he got booted from the new Harry Potter stuff. Right. Well, you think about it this way. If she lied about the whole thing, okay, and he really never hit a woman, you would just think, well, he got mixed up with this woman and he should go on with his career. Then it's another thing if you think, well, he just got wasted and hit her. That's a career ender, really. You never look at the person the same way again. Then there's this sort of middle ground, I suppose, where if she repeatedly hit him, and there was a report today, she put out a lit cigarette on his face. It was like one thing after another. Right. That then at some point he snapped and smacked her. He may not be completely out of the woods with people, but there would be enough of the public to say, hey, I'm all against hitting a woman. But my gosh, she put out a cigarette on his face and she was beating the crap out of him. What's he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That may be the career is salvageable, you know. But according to him, that's the whole reason he's suing is because it's a lie. And when you go in deep to all these details, you really start to wonder. Like, again, this is not something I think much about, but sometimes after media reports, you have sort of an idea in your head. After reading this piece that was done at Daily Wire about all the different facts of what has happened over time, my mind was completely changed. Like, maybe he really didn't do it. Yeah, usually. And if, if that's true, like, that's awful. You're accusing someone of this that he's a serial woman hater or something, or beater, that there would have been a ten or eleven other females who would have testified against him. There's none. There's none. No, and that which I find odd if he has a history of this sort of behavior. Like first wife, uh, life partner for many years. Yeah. All these different women. Nope, and never. Nothing like that he, ever. He's admitted to drug use. Why well, booze? Yeah. Well, he's a different cat. There's no doubt about I that. Mean, he's admitted to that. Yes. One of the stories, she took a dump on their bed. Yeah. And she's, dude, if anything. Yeah. She may be a lot worse looking coming out of this than him. Who knows where this is going to go. Yeah, that's a bar you can't hurdle over. What do you mean? Dumping on somebody's bed. That's like, okay, I'm done now. Of all the insane things, I don't know if I've ever heard anything like that. No, I haven't, no. Elon Musk says, get woke, go broke. Talking about Netflix. We'll get to that much more coming up. Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. Just saw at Fox News, high-ranking Russian officials questioned Putin's decision to invade Ukraine. Maybe this was all really stupid. My only question is, do you believe it? Hard to believe anything with reports. Mm, yeah, yeah. Prob- I mean, I believe that there's something going on because there's been a a slow purge of officials in the Kremlin. Yes. And the thinking is, is Putin trying to avoid a coup? Could be. 
That's crazy. You're always watching your back. You don't know if you're in good, if you're on the outs. And that's part of it. The leader always wants you guessing. But then the leader's always guessing. Paranoia runs amok. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you play that game. You're constantly playing that game. It comes back to you eventually. But, I mean, you think about, now that we're a few months in, that first weekend, the media coverage, Kiev's going to fall probably this weekend. It doesn't. It just goes on and on. And it's predicted, well, it's probably going to go on for the rest of the year. I still really do get the feeling that's not what Russia expected going into this thing. Oh, no. Gosh, no. But at the same time, we also thought, oh, my gosh, early reports, the ruble, it's vanishing because of the sanctions. And then all of a sudden, wait a second, the ruble's worth more now than it was before Russia invaded. So it's hard to know what's real and what's not. I'll tell you, man, somebody made a pile of money buying the dip on the ruble. Yep. I don't know who that is, but... You know, his name starts with an S, and he's influenced a lot of district attorneys' races in this country. Very well could be. Could be. Meanwhile, what we mentioned earlier, Netflix, uh, their shares have plummeted 20%. They've lost 200,000 subscribers. And people are saying, well, it's competition. Uh, You know what else it is? People are sharing the passwords. That's a big problem. Like, all of a sudden, that just started. And, kind of and Netflix is the only one, right? Is the only streaming service that that happens to. So Elon Musk, he commented on this. Um, <laughs> did you see this, by the way? He said, uh, "Woke mind virus is basically the issue with Netflix. Get woke, go broke." And when they talk about what you know, Netflix has done over time. There has been backlash from viewers on a lot of occasions, and sometimes we forget about it because they kind of roll into one another. Um, Ibram X. Kendi, critical race theory guy. Of course, he worked with Netflix to adapt his book, Anti-Racist Baby, into an animated kid show. Um, he had a bunch of people helping him with that. And then he had uh, his book, Stamped from the Beginning, argues that racist thought is alive and well in America would take the form of a documentary. And then a third Kindy project stamped racism, anti-racism, and you directed toward the young adult audiences out there. There's been all the Colin Kaepernick stuff. There was the release of cuties depicting prepubescent girls in sexually provocative situations. One after another after another has people saying, I don't need this anymore. And they just dropped it. This is the Mark Levine Camp and Robin Show. So I'm not surprised it's down that much. No. But that part of being woke, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was all that stuff, too. So Elon Musk is just sort of dancing on that right now with a couple of tweets. The woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. It's making. I think think there's something to that. Making a lot of things. It's the name of the new Queensryche album, too. Hey, stop that. Woke Mind Virus. <laughs> Are you saying that's a good thing, that the Reich would be fighting against it or with it? No, they'd be fighting against it. They would, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're right, David. It's infiltrating a lot of different places. Okay, much more to get to. <laughs> An MIT scientific study, you won't believe. Next.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. There's Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Okay, I know you guys like Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. I'm guessing after this story, you'll like him even more. He's a fighter. No doubt about that. He is talking about taking action against Twitter's board of directors for breaching their duty, trying to stop Elon Musk's $43 billion hostile takeover bid. You say, well, what does that have to do with Ron DeSantis? Is that what you thought? Right. Well, DeSantis, speaking at a news conference, okay. noted that the state's pension system holds shares of Twitter. Well, Elon Musk's offer of $54.20 per share was roughly, as you probably know, $10 above the social media giant stock price at the time, which DeSantis said, hey, that's a massive return for shareholders. Mm-hmm. Want me some of that? He said, I mean, most people in their investment vehicles are not making 20% in a year. They rejected it because they know they can't control Elon Musk. Something I mean, you've heard about, we've talked about. The uh, Twitter board certainly doesn't want Elon Musk to get control because they want to control speech. They want to be able to tell people what's offensive and who they can kick off of Twitter. So this is pretty interesting. He went on to say DeSantis did. They know um, that that Elon Musk will not accept the narrative and that their little play toy of Twitter will not be used to enforce, enforce orthodoxy and to basically prop up the regime and these failed legacy media outlets. You know, it's been stagnant for many, many years talking about Twitter. All of a sudden, Elon Musk starts talking about it, and it did get a spike. There's no doubt about that. But this is interesting. It's like one thing after another after another Mm -hmm. with DeSantis. I know people are critical are saying, well, this is the way he's running for president. To the benefit of the people who put him there. In Florida. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and today the Department of Health is now uh, going against what the left calls gender-affirming hormone therapy and whatnot. Department of Health is saying there's no evidence that this is overwhelmingly beneficial. We're not doing That's that. That's the truth. Florida. It is true. But the left has been lying about that, saying we have all of these scientists and all these studies saying that gender-affirming care is the way to go. I mean, my gosh, man, maybe it didn't affect a lot of people this way, but for me, when you had the President of the United States in front of of the entire country saying that parents that have kids with gender dysphoria, the best thing you could do is gender-affirming care by their standards, which means puberty blockers and or surgery. Yeah. It means genital mutilation. Based on no science. It's crazy. But, you know, that's the bed he's made. It's crazy to me. And so that is fresh news, huh? Yeah. Well, we'll see what the reaction is to that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, uh, this was another drop this last Friday, another Durham filing. And I know this stuff gets deep in the weeds. And if your voice was in better shape, David, I would have you explain this because you're much better at it. I can leave people more confused 
something before I even started talking? It's the investigation into the Russian collusion hoax. Yes. Well, I don't know if you saw the court filing on Friday. Well, I can tell you this. Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, made the statement, the CIA knew as early as 2017 that the rump Russia, Russia collusion data was not technically plausible and was user-created. Trump mm-hmm. Russia, not rump Russia, but just... See, I can leave people really confused. I'm not much of a newsreader. I, well, I, I was a little taken aback, but I didn't trust Did my rump? You said rump Russia. Yeah. <laughs> See, I looked at David, same and he looked thing, at me man. at the same time. We were like, did we just hear that right? Rump Trusha sounds like something that Hunter Biden was into in the champagne well, room. It's, it's something no. you go to the proctologist for. I was going to say, see, here's uh, the whole thing. You suffer from Rump Trusha. <laughs> There's no P-tape. See, I know something you guys don't. There's a Rump Trusha tape. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Save that tape, please. I want a copy. Okay, anyway. So this rump trusha thing goes on. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't do this part of the show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the whole thing was made up is the point of me even bringing up the story. Where was that story being covered anywhere? Now, the Washington Post was too busy exposing uh, uh, the person behind an anonymous Twitter account. Yes, lives of TikTok. Right. Yeah. That's what they're busy doing, not actually reporting the news. Speaking of which, as last night on Tucker Carlson's show, we're talking about the libs of TikTok thing, right? Right. He brings on Glenn Greenwald, who used to be pretty far left. Uh, That was until Trump, and he starts just following facts and saying, oh, my gosh, what happened to journalists? We're supposed to be trying to get truth. These people are lying to people. He even left the company he created, and he's an independent journalist. And so as Tucker and Glenn are talking about the libs of TikTok issue and how the person that runs that Twitter account got doxxed, Glenn went on to talk about what has happened over time with journalists. And I thought he did this in such a great way of explaining what's happened over the last five or six years. As we've talked about many times, have you ever thought, am I losing my mind? No, yeah, right. What, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. It, it, this stuff doesn't seem to match. People don't seem to care about truth anymore. And this is what Greenwald had to say last night. What has happened is, in the Trump era, the media convinced itself, the corporate media, that the real threats to the United States were no longer the CIA and the Pentagon and the NSA and Wall Street and Silicon Valley, all of whom are on their side and trying to undermine Trump. It's the Trump movement and people who are conservative. Those are criminals in their eyes. And they've moved their their media lens from the people who used to be the target of it, people in power centers, to individual citizens whose only crime is that they have the wrong ideology. And they're using their vast resources. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, not to challenge actual power centers, but to destroy and wreck the lives and reputations of people who they regard as having the wrong politics. That's all this is about. It's hard to argue that. Someone says that a few years ago. So, well, that's pretty tinfoil hatty there. That would be the reaction from a lot of people. But when you see the truth come to light, that's pretty spot on. It's all a concert together. Like, suppress anything that's true until they absolutely have to come to terms with it. 
And to me, it's almost like the reason the failing New York Times and the Washington Post had to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop is because there's going to be an indictment coming down. So you got to get out in front of it now. Mm -hmm. Or this thing that you said was Russian disinformation is going to creep up on you. So this way you can get out in front and sort of say, see, we, well, we were on it. We exposed the truth on that. But I think Greenwald is right. And would you say that's pretty accurate? He was pretty far left a number of years ago. Yeah, the classical liberalism, though. I mean, definitely liberal on the left by American standards. Like a uh, Bill Maher. Yeah. But all that's changed now. Well, yeah. I mean, the definition of liberal has changed. Yes, and is that simply the difference between a classic liberal and a progressive? Yeah. Sure. But now, if you're not progressive, you don't count as liberal, liberal. or something? It's weird. Right. So it's the far left progressive that makes the rules. Yes. In a lot of ways. Well, they're the loudest. Yeah, but you have the White House following them. Yeah, which is inexplicable. They're certainly not the majority. It's not inexplicable. They're making policy based off of tweets. Yeah. Well, it's all it is. They see their Twitter timelines and think, yeah, we need to take a stand and say that men can menstruate, you know, or, or yes. men can have babies and whatnot. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, I mentioned MIT uh, conducted a scientific study. You wouldn't believe what it was on. Um, it's how to perfectly open an Oreo. Now, sometimes these sorts of stories are entertaining. Did you get stopped in your tracks with the thought of, of all the things we need to figure out, do you have time for this right now? Or are you like, hey, I want to know, how do you perfectly open an Oreo? Which side do you fall on there, Scott? I'm just thinking, which way do I turn it? I'm going to turn it counterclockwise, I guess. I guess you're interested then. I mean, I'm just, you ask me which way I turn it and I'm... No, I mean, which do you think it is? Is this a foolish oh. waste of time for well, some people, I, or is I, this kind of a fun thing? I'm guessing it would be counterclockwise, yes. <laughs> You're still not answering my question. Why? Well, I, do I think it's a waste of time? Yes. Well, it's fun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, That's I'm it. always curious as to how other people do it. Okay. Um, they call the study Oreoology. <laughs> they use 3D-printed instruments called Oreometers. You want me to forgive your student debt for studying that, don't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oreoology. They could hold the Oreos and then apply precise varying levels of pressure and torque to carefully open them up. After this exhaustive process, you know what the researchers found? What's that? Nothing. Not really. There's no secret trick to opening it perfectly even. It will almost always split with more cream on one side. Which they said is usually it tastes better. Yeah. But there's no way to do it. You're always going to have that. I'm just more comfortable doing it that way. Uh, do you just split it one way or another? Just just twist it one way? Just with my left hand. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever just take the whole cookie and dunk it in milk? I've done that too, yes. Do you have a preference? Uh, no, not really. I love Oreos. I can eat the whole damn box. That's why I don't buy them. Mass mandate is the White House going to bring it back next. The 
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the White House might fight this mass mandate being taken away. All depends on the CDC. That's what we're being told. I don't know. We've got these, you know, specialists on cable news all the time, right? Mm-hmm. What do they have to say? Well, it's hard to know. Dr. Lena Wynn, remember what she said? Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either. Okay. So what are we talking about? Everybody got to have the N95? That's never going to happen. Certainly hasn't even come close. But then what did she say yesterday? It was something to the effect of... Just because this ruling was made by a judge doesn't mean that suddenly the science has changed. We, we know that masks remain very protective. <laughs> I don't understand. Mm. That just doesn't seem to make sense. Look, man, it's over. Stop it. All of you, just stop it. It's over. Yeah. Nobody's doing it anymore. I suppose if they make you, people that are going to fly will probably do it. But man, oh man, people have had enough. Oh, news update. David Van Camp. His voice still a little off here, so I can deliver this if you want. Yeah, well, Alec Baldwin might be in some trouble. Yes. Yeah, Alec Baldwin killed a woman in New Mexico back in October. <laughs> While working on the set of a movie. Yes. Uh, and now he's not facing any charges for now. Right. That may change. State of New Mexico has now fined the production company about $137,000 for workplace safety violations. That's the highest fine possible under the circumstances. Wow. And part of what they wrote uh, in a scathing review of the safety violations on the set of that movie was what we had based on our investigators findings was a set of obvious hazards to employees regarding the use of firearms and management's failure management's failure to act upon those obvious hazards management includes Alec Baldwin correct I think he could be facing charges I, I think prosecutors may have been waiting to see what workplace regulators we're saying yes. we're going to say to add that to whatever evidence, because, you know, you're only going to get one chance at this if you think that he's criminally liable. And as my voice is starting to go out, I'll just leave you with with this. Thanks to robot voice. Alec Baldwin is a bad person. He killed once. He will kill again. <laughs> the voice seems to be slowed down a little, so the. Dana Van Camp version of the voice it almost seems drunk. It's been drinking on a Biden's mug. A little bit. It's for emphasis. Yes. <laughs> you know, the other thing, I don't know if either one of you have seen any part of this story, which early on, I know I brought this up before, but the word was that they were doing target practice, like competitions with one another, the actors or people on the set. But then you hear, well, there, there were no bullets. On set, there were not supposed to be any bullets. Well, you had to have known there were bullets on set. You were blinking. You were having little competitions until the investigation started. Then you didn't hear anything else about that. But wasn't the original story the day that the woman got shot and killed that they were having target practice earlier in the day? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I thought. I'm surprised we haven't heard about that anymore. There's some science news out there. Um, astronomers are saying, and this has to do with the planet, well, is it still a planet, uh, Uranus, that probing it should be a top priority. I didn't write this story, but this is real science news. They want NASA to stop putting it off and do it because we haven't studied Uranus in depth. So they want to create something called the Uranus orbiter and probe that would orbit around it and then drop a probe deep into the atmosphere of Uranus. So they say that that could unlock all sorts of secrets hidden by the clouds that are covering it. Hmm. For exactly, we still don't know what Uranus is made of. Stop it. Are we going to create a giant pillow, too? (laughs) They're saying it could take a while. Hmm. If they get started now, they could be doing this in about 10 years. Okay. You got to buy it dinner first. (laughs) See, this is why we don't do these science stories. Probing was involved. And I know, I know there would be different people that tell me, you don't understand how important this stuff is for technology and the future. And all I'm saying is, can we get the wall done first? Can we just finish the freaking wall? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so we know Biden is trying to lower gas prices by releasing a million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, correct? Yes. I'm trying to figure this out. I can't even hardly speak. But some of that oil is being exported to Europe. Bloomberg is reporting this. Mm Mm-hmm. News reported a cargo of crude from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve departed a Texas port bound for Europe, a signal of increasing oil market disarray as refiners shun Russian supplies and prices surge. David, I know you can barely talk. What does that mean? Why is it going to Europe? Uh, Because they're trying to make sure that, I assume at least, they're trying to make sure that uh, they don't start breaking and going back to Russia for energy needs. So once again, he is screwing over the American consumer. Wow. The story goes on to say the rare export of strategic U.S. barrels is evidence that the ever-widening search for crude to replace Russian cargoes. Traders and refiners are also trying to cope with a cutoff of Libya's biggest source of crude and little expansion in U.S. output. That's the reserve, leaving us going there. Why don't we produce more? It's not green. Well, that's why. You answered your own question, yes. Well, some people upset with that. Um, Another news with Biden. Um, 
Well, he was asked as far as the mask mandate being lifted. <laughs> what did Joe have to say to that? Gosh. Why are you laughing? No, I'm, Here I'm you go. Bracing. Put okay. it that way. People continue to wear masks on planes. That's up to them. Well, what do you know about that? <laughs> huh? What do you know about that? It's up to them. Imagine government not telling you how to behave and what to do. Except I don't think that's the end of the story. No, of course not. No. Biden's Department of Justice is going to appeal the ruling. We'll Which see where that goes. Unbelievable. Weak. I understand. They're going to appeal the ruling. It's almost as if, you know, a, when a, a sports team is a disaster and they're just playing for a draft choice and they just tank the rest of the year. Yeah. It's like he's already in the tank. But you got nothing. There's no draft choice at the end of the day here. It's almost like you're trying to lose. You know, like you're not even trying anymore. Like, yeah, here's the most popular thing in the world is getting rid of the mask mandate. I'm going to appeal it. Well, that's why in front of the cameras he says, hey, it's your choice. But then the people that are really in charge do something different. Until the cameras aren't rolling. And then we're going to appeal it. Yes. Jeez. Part of that. Um, Meanwhile, Wall Street Journal is reporting. Remember Florida Senate? looking at this bill to end Disney's self-governance within the state of Florida. Yeah, is that going to happen? They passed that bill. Oh, my. So what happens next? Um, the Wall Street it? Journal said the measure potentially delivers a blow to the company's operations in the state. The special district created in 1967 and known as the Reedy Creek Improvement District exempts Disney from a host of regulations and certain taxes and fees related to emergency services and road maintenance. The report noted the special taxing district reportedly saves Disney tens of millions of dollars per year. Now it heads to Florida's Republican-led house, where it's expected to pass. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has already signaled that he will sign the bill into law. Yeah, and Florida Democrats are whining because they see this as a uh, pathway to a tax increase for people who live in these counties that are going to be affected by it. Now, the people who live in these counties vote Democrat overwhelmingly. So they should be all about everybody paying their fair share, right? That's usually the deal we hear from Democrats. And it's really weird to hear liberals going to bat for a mega corporation (laughs) that is literally operating as its own government entity saying, oh, well, no, we got it. We got to be on the side of this company and their dark money influence and their lobbyists. It's so weird because they should be Mm -hmm. cheering this right now. This is Simone Sanders used to work for Bernie Sanders, then worked for Joe Biden on MSNBC talking about it. And then worked for Kamala. Yeah. This is popular left and right these days. I'd be careful going. Oh, my money is on the Disney lobbyists, honey. Would, would you? Would you uh, my money is on the Disney lobbyists. Do you think those those state legislators yeah. down in Florida are going to bend to the will of the governor? Did you see no. what Jared Polis said? He'd love a Rocky Mountain Disney. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but by the way, the Florida legislature, the, the state Senate just passed this bill to strip Disney of its special access. So she's like, I'm betting somewhere else. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Whoops. So, yeah. Well, what she's implying there is that the the group of legislators are bought and paid for by Disney, and there's no way in hell's half acres they're going to do this. Right. You know well, how this yeah. game works. And she, an avowed leftist, is saying mm-hmm. it's a good thing. 
Yes. That lobbyists control people in power. Mm-hmm. Because she's bought and paid for. The mask is off. Absolutely. And this is wild. Speaking about the mask. Don't even try to hide it anymore, though. Just say it. So what? I don't know that there is enough people on the left that even are fighting in that direction anymore. No. You you really do have a whole group of people brought up up with a woke sort of ideology Mm -hmm. under the age of 30. That, I mean, it, it's almost all you know. You just believe all that BS. And there's a right side and a wrong side. And so DeSantis is evil. Period. The end. It's not looking into the actual topic and what's at stake and where the money flows. Mm-hmm. That takes too much work. Somebody just posted something on Instagram. It's really rad. Well, I, I thought it was interesting, too, that they bring up the governor of Colorado who was saying, yeah, we should bring Disney World here. Or... Any of the takes that are saying they're going to move, Disney's going to move. Mm-hmm. I will be shocked if that happens. Yeah. They have so much money invested in there, so much yeah. infrastructure invested in there, and they are not moving to Denver, for crying out loud. They've got a park that they can keep open 365 Absolutely. days a year in Florida. Yes. They are not moving it to the Rocky Mountains. Are you high? Well, in Denver, yeah, they are. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, of course, you're in Florida right now. You know how big this is. If you've been there, to think they would close up shop on all of that over this? No. I don't hardly think so. But, man, oh, man. And people have brought this up, too, before we move on. Remember when we were first hearing about this? Oh, it's the anti-gay bill. It's, it's Don't say gay. And Disney was going to remain neutral until it was the workers at Disney. Not the customers, the workers at Disney, who are more woke, are whining and moaning. So then the new CEO's like, okay, I guess I got to countdown down here. I'm guessing he really regrets that decision. Because if he'd have just stayed back, none of this would be in play right now. They they should be thanking Ron DeSantis right now, the head of that company. Because now he's got carte blanche. Okay, sorry guys, I can't, we can't you know, quote-unquote, fight for your insanity because we don't have the sway we once did. Meanwhile, you know, Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter. We'll see where this goes. This could take months. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because Elon Musk will put something else out on Twitter just to make people wonder what is he talking about. Like on Monday, he tweeted, Love Me Tender. Yell this song. Okay. Also a reference to making a tender or cash offer. Oh, I see. For Twitter. So they got a Friday Five thing going, doesn't he? A little bit. Yeah. So later last night, goes on, and he tweets, just blank line, is the night. Is it? What does that mean? In the still of the night? Lonely is the night. Lonely is the night. Yes. What does it mean? It means Billy Squire's going to buy Netflix. Billy Squire, the new CEO of Twitter. <laughs> right. No, I don't think that's it. With his leather pants. <laughs> he was fine with the leather pants. If you remember, Billy Squire destroyed his career with the pink satin jammy yeah, pants. Yeah, well. And that rollicking video. Rolling around on a bed, snapping his fingers, yeah. Rock me tonight. Mm. 
If there was one guy that could say, I made a video that ended my career, that is Billy Squire. Yeah. Rock me tonight. So I don't think that's it. But Elon Musk is always just messing with people. So that continues. That at least makes things fun to follow. All right. There's a lot more to get to. Um, And there's more because this is all playing out now in court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, There are audio recordings that are being played in court. Oh, boy. Wow. Update there and a news update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to a news update, clean up on something. We were just talking about the Elon Musk tweet. Yeah. Because he's been tweeting about the takeover of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And one was Love Me Tender. Elvis Presley. Tender cash. Cash offer. Tender. Got it. Yes. And I just mentioned a tweet from last night that was just blank is the night. I... We were know. trying to guess what it meant. Yeah. David said what I was thinking. The Billy Swire. Friend of ours said, yeah. You guys booted it. I don't think that's what he said. He said, I can't believe you didn't get this. He said that to you. To I don't me. think he expected it out of David or me because it was Jackson Brown. Right. And me being the soft rock guy I am. Yeah, of course. And that would be what? Tender is the night from Jackson Brown. We're using tender again. Got it. And the takeover of Twitter. Was Tender is the Night a big hit? Uh, it was marginal. You're a top 40 guy or an old top 40. I played 40. it. You did yeah. play it. Yeah. Did they play that at rock radio? I don't have any memory of that. When you were doing I think that rock was, that, that doesn't no, rock back that, in those days? No, oh, that, okay. that was before my time, actually. Right? When would that song have been out? Like early 80s? 1983. Uh, 83. There you go. It, oh, yeah, they it, had a video for it. It peaked at number 25. Yeah, it wasn't big. There you go. Maybe that was it. Yeah. That's an obscure reference from Elon Musk. We'll see. Well, maybe he likes Jackson Brown. It could be. Yeah. Don't know. Nothing wrong with that. Jackson Brown isn't exactly on his side, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, politically speaking? Yeah. Yeah. We have that. But Jackson Brown knows a thing or two about tumultuous relationships, kind of like Johnny Depp. No, that leads into the Johnny Depp story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was with Daryl Hannah yeah, way back in the day. That was very volatile. So, you know, we have different news monitors going on all the time. You look up, see, there's always something going on with Ukraine. Um, if it's Fox, as we know, the border or the crisis at the border has never <laughs> stopped. But, man, they've been playing a lot of testimony of this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial mm-hmm. because he is suing her. For everything that she said about him, and he's saying, I never hit her. Right. And I, from what I gather, at least reading these different stories and from feedback, there are a lot of people starting to take what he said more seriously and believe what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So he's on the set of the movie for Pirates of the Caribbean. They had to stitch up his finger. Or he almost lost his finger. And the CGI could take it out as far as the movie goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But he had to lie about how he got injured. Yeah. And apparently, Amber Heard had thrown a 
vodka bottle at him. Right. And from what he said, it basically took off part of his finger. I mean, this is all on top of all these other stories. Yeah. Like punching him. Yeah. Saying, oh, I didn't punch you. I hit you. There's a difference. Okay. I came at you. That was not a punch, Johnny. You're fine. I just hit you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But listen to this. It's it's weird because you don't know how Johnny Depp really talks that much outside of right. being Captain Jack. Mm-hmm. Here's him talking about that incident. What it was, I, I didn't want to disclose that it had been... I didn't want to, I didn't want to disclose that it had been misheard that had thrown the thrown a vodka bottle at my at me and then took my finger off. Jeez. Yes, David. He should have done this sober. <laughs> For those of you just joining us, Van Camp's voice is going in and out. He had it completely lost yesterday. Yeah. And sometimes when he can't speak, he'll have the computer-generated version. Dana right. Van Camp Dana speak Van for Camp. him. Yeah. So you're saying it sounds like he's hammered right here. It does. Yeah. I'll just say, I don't think he is. But it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just the way some people talk. He does kind of have that, that tone, though, all the time. He's right? very puffy. Yeah, a little puffy. Yeah. Got his shades on in court, too, which is nice. Here's what I don't understand, though, as we're trying to paint this picture. When he's just talking and answering questions, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the shades on. Right. It looks like he's looking at a computer screen to read something. Are those readers that are just shaded? That could be. They're extremely fashionable. Yeah, but, okay, and then, but then he just took them off, and it looks like he's still reading. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Or maybe the blue light is a deal there. Maybe he has a hard time memorizing the lines. I, are you saying he's acting? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Is that what you're getting after there? Uh, he's good at it. That's possible. Um, you know, part of the other testimony before we move off of this, um, there was an audio of Heard admitting to hitting him. This was from yesterday. I'm sorry that I didn't uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap. But I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. That was the quote. Hmm. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. Oh, well, that's okay, okay. then. Yeah. I guess as long just as long as you weren't punching, no big deal. Well, friendly violence is acceptable. This is She's really... very passionate. Oh, it... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think most people would uh, agree to that. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, Other news out there. Has anyone seen the stats as far as public polling, Republicans versus Democrats, and what has happened in a year's time? Mm -hmm. It's like an absolute flip-flop of positions. And now Republicans just in general, 10 points ahead. And you got to believe it's not just because of the economy. It's all the woke stuff, too. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I know this will be talked about so many different times before the midterms. And I know that the left has plenty of plans between now and then to try to get votes. You know, even in different states where they're just going to start giving away money. But as it looks right now, 
Is it safe to say this is what happens when you have so many people with far left views in charge nationally and in big cities? It doesn't work. Well, yeah. I don't know how you can make the argument that it does. Like, it's disaster. Well, the left is homicidal. Right. And the evidence is right there. It's, it's right truly. out in front of you. There it is. All right, Mr. Robbins, you got your top three stories of the day? Yep. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the uh, trifecta with Scott Robbins, um, this is a crazy story out of Massachusetts school being sued by a group of parents who say teachers and staff encourage kids to go through, yes, gender transition without their knowledge. Baird Middle School outside of Springfield, Massachusetts. In one case... An 11-year-old girl was going through some self-image and self-esteem issues. So we all know that's not uncommon. No. The school contacted the parents. The parents said, thanks, we'll take it from here. They also asked that the school to stay out of it. But according to the lawsuit, they didn't. In 2021, their daughter sent an email to her teachers and other school staff stating she was genderqueer and listed her preferred pronouns, which included he, him, and a new preferred name. David, you know this story pretty well. Another crazy part to this, teacher tried to do the right thing and forwarded that email to the parents. And that teacher was placed on leave by the school. Another set of parents claimed that they, quote, are deliberately hindered from ascertaining whether their children are being secretly counseled about and affirmed in discordant gender identities without their knowledge or consent. And the guy who was the superintendent at the time said publicly that, quote, schools, not homes, are the true safe space for children to find support for their true identities. Okay. Part of that, especially near the end, first of all, it, it makes you out of your mind mad that that happens at all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people are so offended when you call them groomers. That's part of grooming 101. Yeah, that's that's a grooming behavior. We're going to talk about your sexuality, but don't tell your parents. Yes. And we're the ones where you can really be your true self. That's grooming. Whatever happened to the old when you taught your kids, listen, if adult tells you something you're not supposed to tell me, you need to tell me immediately. That was the rule. Now that's hate speech. Exactly. And I, I'm going to rely on my... Uh, on my computer voice here to to make the point as to why they say it's hateful. Why leftists are like this. Okay. They hate America. They hate you. They hate your kids. They hate your way of life. They hate your happiness. They are miserable. And the only thing that gives them a glimpse of joy is causing more misery. Yeah, it's hard. I would agree with that computer voice. Yes. Yes. Dana Van Camp with another hot. I agree with Dana on that one. 
Did you just call her Devena? Devena, yeah. Well, earlier in the show, I called Trump-Russia collusion the Rump-Trusha yeah. collusion, yeah. and now you went Devena on Van Camp. Well, it is 420 today. You're not supposed to tell no. anybody. Okay. All right, sorry. That's the secret. It's mm. an experiment. All right. Golly. All right. Jeez. Are you ready for your top three of the day? Yeah, let's do it. Are you sure? I'm positive. Is Casey ready? I don't know. Okay. Roll it. You control him. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Yes, we do it every day at this time. The Scott Robbins trifecta. And, well, yeah. What? Helped by Scott Robbins' yeah. hero for years and years, and that's Casey Casey. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hi, Casey. I called him Casey Casey. Casey Kasem. Say it again. Casey Casey. Thank you. <laughs> I think. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, he's ready to go. Let's okay. go. Number three. Yes. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Do you want to do this, David? Uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Okay. I'll try right. here, okay, with, with All Marina. Right. Bill yeah. O'Reilly had a meltdown at the airport. Yes, Bill O'Reilly had a meltdown at the airport. I saw something about oh this. Oh, my what gosh. <laughs> well, I can do it in my best Bill O'Reilly voice, I guess. Try it. He, you know, he's he is yelling at a JetBlue worker at JFK Airport. First thing he says is, you're going to lose your job. <laughs> now, this guy has a history of easily losing his temper. Well, yeah. So he's on his way to Turks and Caicos in the Caribbean, Monday morning, April 3rd. That's just to get paint the picture for you. A little light jacket, some rumpled pants on, bright white sneakers. I didn't realize he's six foot four. He's taller than I thought. Yeah, he's tall. Tall dude. Anyway, he's towering over this airline worker in the video after he's told the flight's going to be late. He said, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's three hours late. <laughs> He said, no, 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 no. You're going to find out why. <laughs> Police says something, and he responds, you freaking scumbag, don't talk to me that way. I'm Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> and as you know, he has, does have a history of this sort of behavior. Now, the weird part of this story, and the bigger story, is why is Bill O'Reilly flying JetBlue to Turks and Cake, saving a little money? You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. But he was mad after they told him it was going to be delayed three hours. He lost his mind. Yeah, so somebody got out the the camera and recorded it, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not good. I mean, I, obviously he lost his job, what, five years ago? Yeah. Um, Fox for, for uh, other stuff. Palm and fannies like basketballs. <laughs> yeah. Do it live. And then there was the famous meltdown. Yeah, which was one of my all-time favorites. And honestly, uh, you know, I always thought O'Reilly did a good job. Yeah. You know, as far as the reporting and all that sort of stuff. It was fun. Um, but the classic meltdown, and I think this is what you're alluding to. This was way back when he was doing, what, Inside Edition? Inside Edition, yeah. The, the like, full meltdown of how it just kept rising and rising. Yes, because were, it was some sort of script things were going that he was bad. supposed yeah. to read. Right. And it ended with "Do It Live." How did that go? Okay. Now I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. <laughs> okay, right. Hey, sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out? It's, it's Sting is going to do. It's a video. Sting video. 
Oh, yeah, as the credits roll. It's like to play us out is the way he didn't understand that verbiage, and he was getting frustrated. That's right. Okay, go ahead. What is for credits? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. F it. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. <laughs> thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. It's classic O'Reilly. It is. Okay. Is this uh, the part where you wanted us to play our own outtakes of getting frustrated? Us? Yes. Oh, I'm sure we have plenty of them. How many do you want to play right now? Oh, I don't I'm, well, I'm sure they're now, all me. on with the countdown. Oh, Casey says we got to yeah, move on. Yes, that's go. too bad. Two. Good golly. Uh, genetically engineered mosquitoes. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Gen genetically engineered mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, by the way, apparently kill more people every year than anything else in terms of the uh, animal kingdom. Animal insect, really? Adding up to more than a million deaths annually. There's a new type of mosquito that's been hanging out in the Florida Keys. It's one that's never been seen before. Oh, I've heard about this. Scientists have genetically modified mm -hmm. it in an effort to use them in a genocidal war against other mosquitoes. Thus far, the scientists seem to be declaring the experiment a success. Now, these things are going to breed, and they're going to create other brands of mosquitoes that are genetically modified. Wow. And when that happens, they're going to be carrying people in the air with them. <laughs> this is all this has got bad news written all over it, doesn't it? We're screwing around creating killer mosquitoes. And again, well, they, this is going to be like carpet some point in time. Well, it, it makes it so they can't breed, right? Yeah, well, supposedly they're going to have a bunch of females, mosquitoes. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, I'd heard about that. That's just something else you want people to be aware of. Yeah. But in Florida list. now, yeah. Buzzy, the first Florida genetically engineered mosquito, is now polling 10 points higher than Joe Biden. <laughs> Was that all a setup for a Biden joke? I'm sorry. Really? You will never live that down. And O'Reilly, now it's O'Reilly and Casey Kasem. They're all helping you with this countdown. I know. I love them. I, do. I really do love them. Top three stories of the day, and I think we're ready. And finally, yes. Yes. one. Uh, CDC has changed the global do not travel recommendations. Yeah, for about 90 international destinations now that you couldn't go to before or were considered level four have been dropped including the U.K., France, Israel, Turkey, Australia, Greece, Hong Kong, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Spain, Russia. Really? Who wants to go to Russia right now? The Russians have feelings also. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going there. Uh, other countries with lower-level <laughs> advisories include Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, uh, Central Africa, Chile, Czech Republic, Jordan, Lebanon, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal, Poland, on and on and on it goes. So, this is good news for you, Markley, because that golf trip to Somalia you were planning is now back on. Good luck to you. Yeah, that, that's, no. You, don't, you can go now. <laughs> Thanks for that. I don't think that was it's really on the... a lot of sand, but, you know, outside of that, <laughs> it's a great course. <laughs>
And there you have it. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for the trifecta. As always, your top three stories. You're quite of the welcome. Day. Yes. Okay. Still have uh, Nimrods in the news to get to and a news update straight ahead. It's really been an honor for oh, me. Thanks, buddy. Me too. Cliche it may be, but it really is a small world. <laughs> Thank you. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on today. My goodness. Okay. Before we get to uh, Nimrod's in the news, just a quick question if this is okay, because there's a little backlash from what I understand. We've talked a lot about policing over the last few years, right? Um, should there be waistline requirements? For state troopers? Just asking the question. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either, really. No. Okay. Yeah, I think you should be in really good shape, yeah. Okay. But Just people my personal that are opinion. going to yeah. say you're all for fat shaming, then. Well. Well, too bad. I'm all for making sure criminals don't I mean, get the uh, one-up on you because of your phys- physicality or lack thereof. I mean, look, at, at this point, depending on where you live... You'll take anybody with a pulse who is willing to try to uphold the law. But in an ideal world, yeah, I think fitness requirements are a good thing in a police yeah. department at any level. Yeah, there are certain jobs you have to be in a, some sort of shape to be able to do the job. Yes. In Texas, the state troopers must meet new waistline requirements or face consequences. Men with waist sizes over 40 inches, women over 35, will now have to track and share their weight loss efforts. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait a second. You were all for this. Well, I am, but boy, that sounds, when you put it that way, it's like, holy cow, you got to track it? Well, yeah. It's a requirement. All right. Well. Oh, I forgot. That's right. You don't like accountability. What do you mean I don't like accountability? What does that mean? It's a general statement. (laughs) Damn. Why would I make that statement, David? Uh, Because of the Fitbit. Yeah. Oh. The broken Fitbit, again. (laughs) It worked. It didn't work. You broke it. It's never worked. I'm getting that old one out. I'm going to get it to you. It's fine. You always talk about that. I know. No, I think that's... What else are you going to do? Well, I suppose. I'm just saying that's... Jeez. Isn't that trying to help someone do it? Yeah. How else can you do People it? People carry weight in different ways, too. I mean. So you do have a problem with the weight. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. I know. Not really. I really don't. No, I would I, I would be good. I would fall into the safe category. So you're saying some people that are in great shape, all right, it's yeah. like the legs are fit, chest, you know, looking like it's great, but all of a sudden it's, it's a dude, you look like you're preggers. What do you think Shaq's waist is? I have no idea or what dude, Shaq's waist is. He's also put on quite a bit of weight. But a dude yes. like in the NFL, the lineman or something, I mean, you know, six foot four, 280-pound lineman. The one thing I don't know from the story, 
Does it have anything to do with body height? fat? Well, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, over 40 seems to be, you know, getting up there as far as still being well, able to maintain shape. That's girthy. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I get into the details. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it just sounds weird when you start tracking people and what they eat and how they, you know, whatever. It just sounds weird to me. That's all. Okay. But nobody makes you be the, take the job either, right? You know, you know, going yeah. in, this is the way it's got to be. Yeah. From here on out, yes, that is part of it. Um, oh, and before, just as a nice little feel good, there is a sheriff in Indiana. Speaking of police. Got a special bravery award. He was attacked by a squirrel. I've told you before. I know. They're, they're evil. evil. That's what you Another said. squirrel attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of what uh, this sheriff got was a bronze squirrel, which is fantastic. That's hilarious. <laughs> they actually killed one and then made it and bronzed it. <laughs> no, they didn't kill it. I'm just kidding. But anyway, let's get to the next. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News start in Minnesota. 29-year-old man there, Skylar Thomas, got banned from a hotel near the airport in Minneapolis. This was a few months ago. He showed back up on Friday, tried to run off with some room keys. And then when an employee told him to leave, he started threatening them with a magic wand. Now, police described it as a wizard wand Hmm. with a metal tip on the end, said it kind of resembled a knife. So the employee thought it was a knife and pulled out something that could actually hurt you. Turned out uh, they had a concealed carry permit. He pulled a gun on him. Oh, boy. So he turned around and kicked over a trash can. He pointed the wand at them one more time before he left. The employee responded by kicking him a couple of times, and then he ran off. Police eventually caught up with him, facing charges for trespassing and fifth-degree assault. The old magic wand. Mm-hmm. Then we have a truck left stranded on a bridge in Tennessee. Officers investigate. They found hundreds of pounds of weed inside. <laughs> 54-year-old woman has been charged. She told officers, well, I left it because I ran out of gas. No. 54 pounds of weed and you didn't check to see how much gas you had? Yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news.